This is 261 Fearless Voices, proudly presented by Bose, the podcast dedicated to fearless women around the world. Hello, everybody, and a big welcome to the 261 Fearless Voices podcast. I'm Juliette McGrattan, your host, and I have the pleasure of talking to women around the world and hearing what being fearless means to them in their everyday lives and how it's impacted on their journeys and careers. Now, in today's podcast, we're heading over to Los Angeles to talk to artist and songwriter Anna Clendening. Anna was born in Chapel Hill. North Carolina. And in addition to being a successful music artist, she's a mental health advocate. Now, having struggled with her own mental health throughout much of her life, Anna found that anxiety and depression at times were so bad that she became afraid to leave her house and sometimes even her bedroom. But she found solace and strength through music. And Anna has since gone on to sensational success as a singer-songwriter. Her recent single, Boys Like You, has amassed over 50 million streams and she has over 700,000 followers on YouTube. And her recent single, Invisible, is fantastic. And we're excited because her debut album, her debut EP, is being released in February 2019. So I'm really excited and very delighted to welcome Anna to the podcast to find out about her personal journey and her mental advocacy work and how she's helping others to find their courage through her music. So welcome, Anna. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was, wow. I don't even think my parents speak that, you know, highly. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite impressive when you, when you read it out like that. What, what an amazing story. I'm really excited to, to, learn, to learn more about you, Anna. And on, on a podcast, we usually start by getting people to describe what they look like so that we can kind of have a little picture of you in our minds as we're talking. Would you like to give it a try? <laughs> I can definitely try. Um, I am 5'3". I have tattoos down my left arm. I am blonde with hazel eyes and a semi-athletic build. Ah, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm... Um, on one of those like dating shows, the blind dating shows, you have to <laughs> describe it. Describe. It's really hard, isn't it? It's really difficult. Um, so we, you know, we've mentioned brief, very quickly there that you've had to be courageous in in your journey. And can you describe what courage means to you? How would you define it? Some days, I would say that courage is living, getting up in the morning, and and facing just being alive. Honestly, I feel like courage is very situational. It's facing your fears. It's overcoming obstacles. It's, it's living. (laughs) Mm. And does that on other days, does it mean different things to you? I guess on some days there's like a different level of severity, if that's right. My coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Um, (laughs) So I I feel like courage some days is getting out of bed and Mm -hmm. other days courage is getting up on stage and performing for people. And Mm. other days courage is being able to, (laughs) to call the doctor and make an appointment. It's, it's it's from day to day. Day to day varies so much with a huge sort of spectrum. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. do you remember a time when you 
overcame your your fear when you had to be courageous I mean was there a one moment when you thought no I, I can do this every day <laughs> it's it's a thing which is I, I almost said unfortunately but it's not really unfortunate I I think having to deal with anxiety and depression and and mental health I don't want to say issues because that's kind of negative but but dealing with all of that every single day kind of makes me feel more alive and more thankful for the opportunity to have another day mm-hmm. instead of just kind of, you know, going through mundane emotions, you know, wake up nine to five, come home, watch TV, go to bed. As kind of weird as that sounds, waking up and having to fight to want to get out of bed and having to fight to want to stick around. And I, I think it makes life and, and living even even better <laughs> more enriched yeah yeah and and through um the, the the difficult times that you've had I know music has been a big strength to you a lot of the women that we interview on on the podcast have found strength through activity through running and sports is that something that, that you identify with or, or not uh definitely I definitely identify with that um about three and a half years ago I started working out because I was looking in the mirror one day and realized I couldn't even look at myself. I had just kind of let myself go. I had spiraled into this depression and was eating very terribly and was unhappy with the way I looked and unhappy with the way I felt. And (laughs) this sounds kind of funny, but people, I kid you not, were asking me if I was pregnant and that kind of got to me. And so I started working out really just surface level because I I, you know, I wanted to lose weight. And then I realized how much of a shift it had in my mental health and I got addicted to it. I, it, it's, it's a way to kind of just like escape my brain because you have this task that you have to do. And that's all you have to do in that moment. You're not thinking about bills. You're not thinking about any kind of stress in your life. Well, except for the stress of like, you have to pick this weight up and put it down. That's <laughs> it. Like it's, it's that simple. It's like, okay, pick it up, put it down, pick it up. And I, to be more specific, I got into CrossFit and I really liked that because I was very angry all the time. I was very irritated. I was very unhappy with my life. And I kind of noticed that when I would go into these CrossFit classes, not only was there this like really great sense of community and um, family, but I could also go and lift a bunch of heavyweights and then throw them on the ground and scream and just have this kind of emotional release I had never felt before. And then after doing CrossFit for a while, I got more so into any kind of activity I could get my hands on. Recently, I've been doing bouldering, rock climbing without like a harness and, um, got into yoga. I hadn't gotten into yoga before. And one of my friends had gotten me into it. Uh, she was like, just come, just try it. Cause I'd always been opposed cause I could never like quiet my mind down. And we did hot yoga and it was amazing. Like I, I don't, something just kind of clicked. And so I got into yoga and then a bunch of random stuff like roller skating and, and really just anything that kind of gets me out of the house and gets me moving. I absolutely love it. I love that feeling of being strong because mm-hmm. for the longest time I felt helpless within my own life and in in my own mind and 
once I started being able to, you know, lift heavy weights and like a big goal for me was, um, I wanted to be able to do one pull up and I couldn't even get like halfway up to the bar when I first started working out. And now I can do up to like 11, 12. And, wow. and to me, that is, it, it just, it's like weird, but it's like helped empower me. Like mm-hmm. in the days where I feel mentally weak, I still know that like, Oh, I'm this strong person. Look what I just did. Like, I feel like I could lift a car. Like you've got this, you know, they kind of like balance each other out when I'm feeling weak mentally, my physical strength kind of picks me up. And when I feel like I'm having like a bad day in the gym or something, my mind is like, no, you got this. Like you can do it. (laughs) That's amazing. And how long after you started becoming active, did you realize the power that it, that it had to lift you mentally? Hmm. I would say when I saw maybe like a week when I saw Mm -hmm. the first like results of, you know, losing weight and, um, progression in like the weight that I could lift and the things that I could do it. I mean, pretty much almost instantly. Yeah. So it's a really rapid, really rapid benefit. And, and how has this kind of strength and, and courage that you've gained, how's that impacted on your career and your life? It's man, my, my life and my career have been very up and down over the past four or five years. I, you know, aside from dealing with, um, the anxiety and depression, it's, I've had a really big self-confidence issue and I've gone back and forth about, you know, like, do I want to do music? I don't want to do music. And up until 2017, I didn't really like, I was like, I'm not going to make it in music. I, I, this is not for me. Like I was just really unsure about myself and something snapped within, you know, like the beginning months of 2017. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to move across the country to Los Angeles and I'm, I'm going to do it. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think having that confidence within another, um, what is it? Another facet, another area of my life kind of still kept me going because I, I honestly would have given up music a long time ago and just kind of like kept it as a hobby. Cause I mm-hmm. had absolutely no self-confidence before I even started working out. I felt very unsure about myself. And even to this day, you know, I still have days where I'm like, this isn't for me. You know, I mean, we, we all set expectations on ourselves. And then once those expectations are met, we just make higher ones. And so weirdly enough, the gym has kind of made me realize like you can't set these expectations on yourself because they're just going to get higher and higher and higher. Mm -hmm. And so just being happy with the little progress that you make will, I totally forgot where I was going with that. The little, (laughs) it, 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 it's taught me to appreciate like the little wins. Like I, I, I made like a, I maxed out or had a personal record on one of my lists. And I was like, Oh, it's only five pounds more than my, my last record. And my coach is like, Anna, that's, it's good if you even go over one pound, like appreciate the little stuff. And he says that to me every day. And I'm like, you're right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I have these big plans of not so much like wanting to, you know, sell out arenas and be the next Taylor Swift, but like, I want to help as many people as possible. And I want to spread a message through my music. And I forget that I've already, you know, helped so many people. Like it's, it's really funny. I honestly haven't really put this together until saying it now that how much the, you know, the physical aspect of mm-hmm. my life 
has helped the mental aspect mental, of my yeah, life. But that's yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> I, th- I think that's that's what we often, you know, you realize, like you mentioned the word empower and, and you realize actually that the, the physical activity and feeling well and strong physically can just have such a knock-on effect to to other areas of your of your life and give you the confidence and the courage to to go for things so that, that's wonderful um one of the things I wanted to ask you was very often in the media women are portrayed as weak um you know and and needing the protection of of men and and being quite fearful do you think women naturally are more fearful than men no not at all. I think in society, there's this idea that men have to be, you know, strong and, and can't say their emotions and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they can't be scared. So that's why I think it, it feels more so like women are more fearful and these like mm-hmm. timid creatures. But it's just that we are, it's easier for us to share our emotions. Yeah. I've, I've been in relationships and in friendships and even with my, my brothers and my dad, like the fear for them is there. And, you know, the insecurity and all this, all these other things, they just don't show it or have a harder time showing it and not to, you know, take a left turn and go on a tangent. But I, I, I saw this campaign recently about, um, mental health and men and how like, it's okay for men to cry and it's Mm -hmm. okay for them to, you know, be vulnerable and, I think as a whole, there's, there needs to be the shift of showing that women aren't these like fragile, fearful creatures. And like, we're, we're all just human. I feel like we should all just be able to share our emotions and, you know, be honest about what's going on. That's, that's a big thing. I actually have started, well, not started, but like I'm new to the, um, the touring aspect of my music career and at my shows, I, you know, get up on my soapbox and talk about mental health. And, and I just say, you know, I want to start a conversation. I feel like we Mm -hmm. should all as humans be able to talk about how we're feeling. We should never feel, you know, like we can't share what's going on because that's when, you know, like, I just feel like we talk about things when it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So talking more, not being afraid to show our feelings will will help to kind of remove that stereotype for 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 both genders i guess are there, are there any other ways that you think we can try to change society's view of of women being more fearful i think we've started doing a good job by putting women as you know like these strong positive role models and not so much the damsel in distress needing someone yep. to kind of save them and i think kind of just going off that idea and I don't know. I know it within my own life being transparent through social media and, and things like that, just saying like, Hey, I'm on top of my stuff and and I have made this career for myself. You can do it too. And Mm -hmm. I think by starting small and just like empowering other women to be like, don't, don't be afraid to do this. Don't be afraid to, you know, share how you're feeling. Don't be afraid to go after what you want. I have a lot of, um, younger females message me on Instagram and other social platforms saying like, I'm really scared to post this video of me singing. And I'm really scared of like what people will think. And I feel like I'm constantly, you know, not preaching, preaching is a bad word, like reminding people to have confidence and to say, who, who cares? We have one life to live. We might as well live it how we want to. 
being afraid of what other people think should shouldn't even be in our minds. We should just say, you know what, this is something I like to do. I'm going to do it because at the end of the day, if it makes you happy, that is all that matters. Who cares if Joe from Montana doesn't like your, your music cover, that's his prerogative. If you like it and you're proud of it and it makes you happy, do it. Mm. So that role model is a really powerful, uh, powerful influence, isn't it? And, and, and a responsibility. <laughs> the the first time someone said they looked up to me, I was like, what? what Are you sure you want to do that? Like that's, that's, that's terrifying. But then I kind of owned it because if people are looking up to me, I, I, you know, I have to be confident in that role and, but not never putting up a front. I'm, I'm very open about my bad days. I'm very open when I feel scared. Cause I feel like that makes things a little bit more normal. We have this idea because of social media that like everything is happy and perfect all perfect. the time. And yep. It's, <laughs> It's just not. That's just not the way we live our lives. And I, I, I say this at my shows, and I say this to everybody I can. But I'm trying to be the person that I needed when I was 13, 14, mm-hmm. growing up. I, I felt like I was completely alone. What I was going through was just me, and I, I just felt like I was this alien. Like no one understood my anxiety and I was made fun of for it, which is like really weird to me to think about it now. But so circling back to like the the positive role model, I'm really just trying to be that that voice and that light that I wish I had when I was younger. And what advice and, and tips would you would you give to women in that in that position to help them embrace their fears and become more confident? I, I mean, just circling back to the idea that it is your life. You have one life. So why would you live it being scared for somebody else in discomfort, doing something that does not make you happy? I, I, for the longest time, I mean, I went to college and was so unhappy. I remember sitting in like an 8.30 a.m. math class. And I just had this realization. I was like, Anna, what are you doing here? You're not happy. You Like, look at your life. Your room is full of fast food wrappers. You've dropped out of multiple classes. Like, you're not happy here. And it's not a... And, it's not about making this grand gesture of like, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. Screw it. I'm quitting my job and going to the moon. But it's like just taking baby steps to getting to where you want to be. A lot of people are like, how do you find motivation? How do you find motivation? And I'm like, I say to them, I'm not happy with where I am. I want to get to where I want to be. I remind myself every single morning about where I want to go. And i take it a day at a time. And that's been something that I really struggle with is taking it a day at a time. Cause I am a instant gratification person. I, I <laughs> want, you know, everything to happen right away. You know, I want to lose 25 pounds right away. And it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And I, I wish I could just be inside every, 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 every woman's head and just say, you have got this. And I, I think it's actually really interesting that, um, we're uh, having this conversation today because my, sister has kind of been like a big role model of mine for like, you know, pretty much my whole life. She's eight years Mm -hmm. older than me. Um, she had a baby when she was 21. She was a single mom and made this career for herself within the, um, uh, political system. And she's going through some tough times right now. And the, you know, it, 
the roles have kind of reversed and she's coming to me asking me for advice. And it's, it's kind of just crazy, but also kind of amazing that while she was there for me, she didn't even know it. Like I Mm -hmm. was like, my sister is beautiful. She's got it all together. Like she went to school while she had a kid, like she's amazing. And now she's like calling me being like, Anna, I don't know what to do. Like you have it all together. You (laughs) live in California. You have the dream. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I cry every (laughs) night. Like it's crazy, but I've, I've been talking to her a lot about this and, and trying to help her remember that she is a strong woman. And no matter how deep into a valley she gets, there will be a peak. You just, there's no, there's no time limit and you have to take the little wins. And I've been working with her on like, you know, where do you want to be? Okay, now let's break it down and then let's break it down some more and let's break it down some more. You don't have to take these big giant leaps. It's the baby steps that you have to appreciate. Mm. Yeah. The big leaps can be too overwhelming and you just freeze and don't go anywhere. (laughs) Or yeah, you could, you could fall making that big of a jump, but I'm, I'm pretty almost like 110% positive. If you just take a little step forward, you're less likely to fall, mm. if at all. <laughs> so your sister sounds like somebody you admire uh, as a role model and for her for her courage. Are there other women that you would see as role models? It's tons of them. Uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> um, one of my best friends who's actually living with me right now, her name is Sarah. She is one of the strongest people I know. Her family has been put through the ringer. Her the apartment complex that they lived in burned down not once, but twice. Wow. Um, her mother has, is a breast cancer survivor and, um, actually her mother and her sister, both the second time their apartment caught on fire, they jumped from the third story and both survived. And her mom like broke both of her ankles, like had to learn to walk again. And, she she moved out to California before I did to pursue acting. And I always thought that was such a, just like a brave move, like moving across the country, just like, mm. here we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pursue, pursue this dream. And I was back in, she's from South Carolina, I'm from North Carolina. And, and I was always like, well, here I am in North Carolina, not doing anything while she's out there making these moves. And she's like every, every, Every time I feel weak or I feel vulnerable, I text her or I call her and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she always has the best advice. I don't understand it. I don't know. Like she needs to write a book because <laughs> like it, it, it's amazing. Like, I don't know what to do. I want to text this guy back or I'm feeling iffy about this song or I don't know what to do in my life. And it's like, it could be a one word text and she's just like, you got this. And I feel better. Like mm. I wish... I wish everybody had a friend like Sarah. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, it just shows, you know, women women supporting other women is a is a very powerful, powerful thing, isn't it? And, yes. and so just just finally, just to ask you, is there anything that you're afraid of? Do you have any phobias, any fears? <laughs> um, I'm afraid of a lot of stuff. When I was younger, I was afraid of tornadoes, like irrationally okay. afraid of tornadoes. So I was diagnosed whatever, you know, I mean, I've had anxiety for a while, but I was diagnosed clinically when I was 13 and it was just a generalized anxiety disorder. And over the course of time, it manifested into this phobia of vomit and throwing up and dry heaving, all things related. It's a metaphobia, which is so weird. I don't know where it came from. It wasn't a traumatic experience I had. Um, but yeah, that's, that's 
the main, the main fear that I have. And it's so weird. And it's, it's kind of, I mean, there are a lot of things that are way worse in life, but it's like hard to tell people sometimes. Cause they're like, <laughs> that's so funny. Everybody hates vomit. I'm like, no, I know, but I'd rather cut off my leg than, than throw up. Like it's a very real thing. But I mean, I, I, I don't even like bat an eye at it anymore. And it's actually really cool because I've found out, you know, what it is like, Oh, it has a name for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Giving it, giving it a name makes you feel so much better. You're like, yes. I'm not by myself. Um, I've, I, I haven't really like advertised that I, I had that for the longest time. And then I started being a little bit more open about it within the past couple of years, actually. And people have reached out to me and they're like, Oh my God, I thought I was the only one that had a metaphobia. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's a very real thing. Like I completely understand. Like, you know, avoiding certain foods or not even eating at all or avoiding going out because you're afraid you might get sick or having a panic attack because your stomach hurts. Like, I completely understand. You're not alone. You're not mm. crazy. <laughs> well, all the, you know, it comes back to that, what you were saying before, just being honest and, and telling it how it is because it makes people feel a lot less alone when they discover there's somebody else who feels the same thing. Yep, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, if, if I can be uncomfortable and be honest, and that makes another person feel comfortable. I will be uncomfortable for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, as I said to you but before we started recording, I've been listening to your music <laughs> <laughs> with my daughter and absolutely loving it. So I'm really excited about your latest album. And, and I, I, I think what to me, what struck me really was the honesty. Just so we've been dis- discussing there, the honesty of the lyrics and how somebody else in that position could listen to those words and completely identify with it and, and how that would give them courage and strength. So keep on because you're, you're doing an amazing job and oh, it's been really, really lovely to speak to you. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Anna. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this has been wonderful. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. And good luck with you, with your, your latest release. Thank you. Okay, bye. 261 Fearless Voices has been brought to you by Bose. If you want to learn more about 261 Fearless, the global women's running network, go to www.261fearless.org.